We're looking today in John chapter 3, verse 18. We've been looking at this very familiar passage. The first verse we looked at, John 3, 16, perhaps the most uh, uh, well-known verse in the Bible. Uh, we looked at that a couple of weeks ago. We looked at John 3, 17 last week. Today we'll be looking at John 3, 18. It is the Christmas season, in case you hadn't noticed. Uh, you probably have, I, I suspect, with lights and trees and, and other decorations that appear here in our church and all across the, the area. What a, what a great time to, to celebrate uh, the Savior. It's a great time of year. Families get together. Gifts are exchanged. Uh, what's not to like? Food's amazing. It's a wonderful time. But, but, of course, Christmas is much, much more than just that. We are celebrating nothing less than God coming into our world, the birth of the Savior. God sent His Son. Now, over the last two weeks, we've taken a look at at what happened, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. Last week, we looked at the why, verse, verse 17, that Jesus came not to condemn the world but to save the world. Well, if verse 17 is less memorized than verse 16, verse 18 is even more so. It's not a very happy verse. Or at least not until you understand fully what it means. John 3.18 tells us, Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Folks, the meaning of Christmas is far too important to miss. Christmas not, is not just a holiday that's going to come and go on the calendar. Christmas literally is a life and death matter. Without Christ, we have no hope. Now, in a life and death matter, there's always something that's good and something that isn't. We don't want to think about that. That's why they call it a life or death matter. We, we focus on the life part, but the warning is still there. We don't usually think of Christmas in those terms. We don't usually think about Christmas in terms of a life or death matter. We see the beauty of the decorations. We enjoy the majesty of the music. We, we, we talk about the joy of Christmas. And all that is, is certainly true. I'm going to get to that here in just a moment. When we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come, we mean it. But first... It's important to understand that in the midst of all the lights and all the tinsel, this is serious business. It is life or death. In fact, it's even more significant than life or death. Now remember, this passage occurs within a conversation that Jesus is having with a man by the name of Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and as a Pharisee, he would have been very well-versed in the Scripture, and especially well-versed in religious law. In fact, there would have been nobody that would have known it better than the Pharisees. He had dedicated his adult life to ensuring that the law was fulfilled. 
So when Jesus told him that there was something he was lacking, he didn't understand that. And then when Jesus told him that he must be born again, he was dumbfounded. First of all, he asked, how can somebody be physically born twice? Well, that wasn't what Jesus was talking about. And then secondly, he begins to ask, in language that's a little bit harder for us to understand, but when you understand what he's asking, it's pretty obvious what he means. He was asking Jesus, why should a Pharisee like me need anything else to be right with God? That was exactly what Jesus was talking about. So Jesus answered his question with these familiar verses, with John 3.16, the reason why he had come. And then with verse 17, with what it was he sought to accomplish. And then with verse 18, why it mattered so much. He came because of God's deep love, described there in that beautiful John 3.16 that we know so well. He came to accomplish the salvation of mankind. We saw that last week in verse 17. And it mattered. It mattered more than anything else in all history. Because even this super religious Pharisee, without Christ, was without hope. And that's what he describes here in verse 18. Whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Even Nicodemus. This wasn't about being a Pharisee. It wasn't about being an expert in religion. It wasn't about religion at all. And and that was Nicodemus' problem. He was caught up in religion. But he forgot the reason for religion. God didn't give Moses the law so that the Jewish people would have a bunch of rules for them to follow. He gave them the law so that they would see in no uncertain terms their need for him. It's crucial that we don't make the same mistake as Nicodemus did here during this Christmas season. So many make the mistake of getting caught up in all of the hype and all of the pomp and circumstance of the holiday, that when it's all over, there's almost a a sense of sadness. They even have a psychological word for it. It's called post-holiday depression. According to psychcentral.com, that's defined as unmet expectations, unrealistic resolutions, and a return of loneliness and guilt about overindulgence. Now, that's the Christmas spirit. (laughs) What happened? Maybe it's because so many miss the point of Christmas. We can't see the forest for all the Christmas trees. 
Now, again, nothing wrong with decorations, absolutely nothing wrong with the celebrations and musics and festivities that go along with the season, as long as we don't forget the reason. And here it is. We would be lost if Jesus had not come. If Jesus had not been born that night in Bethlehem, we would be without hope. As John 3.17 says it in such direct language, we would be condemned already. Why? Because there is no other hope. Jesus and Jesus alone is our hope. It's Jesus or nothing. He is the dividing line. Reject Him and there is no other way. Which brings us to the good news. That's the death part of the life and death matter. But we don't want to forget the life part. Without Jesus, we are without hope. But we know Jesus is our hope. The Bible never focuses just on the negative. It it tells us plain and simple what we need to know. It, it It gives us a warning. It lets us see things just as they are. So the Bible is very clear that in our sin we're lost and without hope. But it doesn't leave us there. Where we are without hope Jesus is our hope. Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were without hope. And then one night in Bethlehem, the Savior was born. Christ came and became our hope. He takes our sin, our shame, our guilt. He sets us free, which is exactly what He said He would do. Here in verse 18, Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. And so there you have it. That's Christmas in a nutshell. Jesus is our hope. What if for Christmas you only had one Christmas present? Just one. Just one box there wrapped under the tree that had your name on it. Would you be disappointed? Would you be excited? Well, it probably depends on what's in the box. If you open it up and it's a roll of toilet paper, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. If you open it up and it's a check for a million dollars, you're not going to care there's not any other presents under the tree. That one gift can buy all the sweaters and fruitcake you could ever want. Folks, John 3.17 tells us what we have in the box. This is it. 
See, see, that's the thing. Your life depends on this one box. Uh, too many people don't look at it that way. They look at Christmas as just another kind of event, just another celebration that has some historical thing behind it, but don't really know what it is and don't really care. It's just another day off work. Or even worse, they think, well, yeah, Jesus is a good thing. If that's good for you, that's wonderful. But there's a lot of other ways, too. So they try to find some of those other ways. They know there's something missing in their life, so they try to fill that hole with something that they build a great career. But at the end of all that, it doesn't fill that hole. So they try other things that the, the world declares can, can make us happy. They try money. They try fame. They try popularity. They try power. They even try good things. They try to fill that hole with family, with friends, with social responsibility, with generosity. Now, there's certainly nothing wrong with any of those things. That, that last part, that's a great way to spend your life. But folks, even if those wonderful things are what is in your box, you're going to come up empty. If at the end of your life you've built a good resume, it won't matter if you don't have Jesus. Because without Christ, we stand condemned already. But it doesn't have to be that way. God has given the greatest gift of all. He sent us His Son. And the amazing thing is, this gift has an incredible label on it. You know the label that says who the gift is to and who it's from? Well, on the from it says, it says, from your heavenly Father. Wow. That in and of itself would be amazing enough, but guess what the name says? Whosoever. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His, world in, His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Heavenly Father, as we come into this Christmas season with glad hearts rejoicing, Help us, fresh and anew, recognize 
the significance of this season. Because had that baby not been born in Bethlehem, we would not have had a Savior to go to Calvary. But God, in your amazing plan, you have done what only you could do. You have given us the greatest gift of all. And that's the reason why we sing. It's the reason why we rejoice. It's the reason why we praise you. Because you sent your Son. For this we give you praise this day in Jesus' name. Amen.